0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Comdex Weekly Spaces. Today, featuring Shade Protocol. Let's take a listen. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the weekly Comdex Twitter Space. Um, This week we're joined by the folks at Shade Protocol who have had a series of exciting uh, announcements recently, which we'll get into shortly. Uh, Super excited for the space. I think, uh, you know, uh, we we usually always have these spaces where we have uh, great teams building when inside of Cosmos to come on and talk about what they're doing And Shade is uh, one of those teams. So looking forward to that for sure. Um, as we usually do with the spaces, we'll um, start off by sharing some updates from our end. We have Vishnu who's joined us from the Comdex dev team who will be sharing some updates. Um, and then we'll get into the conversation with the Shade protocol team. But before we do that, I just want to wait for a couple of minutes to get a few more people into the spaces, uh, and then we can get get started in in a couple of minutes.
2: Siddharth, can can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, just wanted to make sure. No worries.
1: Great. I think we should get started now. Uh, there's a few more folks in the spaces, and then I'm sure a few more might join along the way. And since the spaces are recorded, we can always, uh, you know, get people to catch up on what they missed out on at a later point as well. So, um, well, uh, once again, welcome everyone to the weekly spaces. Um, I'll first start off by letting Vishnu from the Comdex team share some updates about uh, what's been going on at this week, and then we'll get right into the conversation with Red Eye Bear from uh the shade protocol team so vishnu if you could please go ahead
3: okay uh, hey, hi Siddhar. hi everyone uh hello everyone uh this is vishnu from development team at comdex as usual uh we have few development updates uh, which are as follows so first we uh, we are happy to announce that leap cosmos wallet for mobile device has now integrated all three context applications offering users a more comprehensive experience Second, uh, the Transist website, a platform designed to facilitate the bridging of assets to and from Comdex, as well as to enable cross-chain transaction, is now live on C-Swap. Uh, we are also happy to announce that harbor uh, Harvard BCRE pool has been successfully launched on CRUSS expanding the platform trading pairs and accessibility of uh, Harvard token. Next, we have uh, the Minify bug bounty program is currently active, encouraging all the developers to identify and report. Uh, security vulnerabilities in the system and the uh, complex protocol. Next, uh, CMST has been listed on the Rango exchange, increasing its trading options and overall accessibility of the uh, Cosmos native stable token. Next, uh, we are currently working on integrating the Rango text aggregator widget into the transist application to enhance the capabilities and streamline the user experience so that a user can easily uh exchange their tokens all within single place uh without uh leaving the applications to and from different uh dexes the integration is in progress and will be implemented very soon Uh, our testnet has undergone an upgrade to version 10.1.0 and we will soon be upgrading the mainnet to this latest version as well with an update proposal on chain in few days this upcoming Minute update will include few improvements uh, which are as follows uh, the first we have uh, updated the com uh, Cosmos SDK version to 46.11 uh, and the MEB tender f- tendermint has been also included by default in the Comdex protocol itself uh, next uh, we have distribution of the missed rewards. That is, uh, on 12th of March, there was a glitch, and because of that, uh, reward distribution was missed, EPOC was missed. So the same reward distributions will be uh, uh, done in the same upgrade. Uh, IBC version has been upgraded. Also, uh, there is a change in governance, uh, governance parameter, uh, setting the minimum deposit, uh, I mean, as required to 25% today is the proposal. Uh, and also few bug fixes and other uh, refactor of the code has been done for all the applications and overall of the complex check. next uh, additionally uh, i would also like to announce that version 2 of all three applications that is Commodore c swap and harbor is set to go live soon the design and framework for all these applications are uh have been completed and integration is currently ongoing we expect to deploy these new versions to the testnet within the next couple of weeks allowing for further testing and refinement before launching it on the mainnet so this was all pretty much from the development side of complex. uh we back to you that's it thanks everyone
1: Thanks Vishnu, that was uh, very comprehensive and and great for, uh, you know, sharing with the community the, the work that's going on currently. Uh, super excited to be able to, you know, share a lot more details about those as we get around to announcing those uh, as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, thanks Vishnu for sharing that. And I think now we can jump right into the conversation with the Shade Protocol team. So just for a little context from my end, you know, I, I first uh, heard about Shade Protocol through Carter, who I met uh, all the way back in December 2021, I believe. And, uh, you know, we had such a long chat at a particular event, we ended up chatting for, uh, I think, a couple of hours easy. And it was all to do with stable coins and, and you know, shared a lot of interesting notes at the time because, uh, you know, both had uh, stablecoin building in planned. And great to finally see uh, the shade protocol, you know, launch uh, with Shade Swap and Silk as well. Uh so super excited to have them here uh
2: here at Iber.
1: thanks for joining us how's it going It's going well
2: yeah uh what you described sounds like Carter <laughs> Um I know he has spoken incredibly highly of the Comdex team and you in particular Siddhar. so it's great to be talking with you as well and I think you and I actually got to meet very briefly in Austin at decentral last year very briefly but uh, it's good to be chatting with you again
1: yes yes i remember that great to have you on the spaces so uh yeah you know as we usually do i'd love for you to start off by uh you know giving everyone in the complex community who's listening a quick intro about yourself and uh, what you do at shade and then you know jumping right into what shade protocol is
2: yeah well once again thank you guys for having shade protocol and myself here uh, it's a it's a great pleasure to be able to talk to the Comdex community. My name is Red Eyed Bear. I primarily focus on marketing for Shade Protocol, but I also um, also focus on operations as well. Uh, my my previous professional experience is primarily in operations and product lifecycle management. So uh, right now, getting a little bit of the both best of both worlds with that and uh, marketing.
1: Awesome. Th- thanks for that intro and uh you know just for the ones who are probably not as familiar with everything about shade maybe we can start off by diving into what shade protocol is building um of course it has a lot to do with secret network as well so if you could share how you know secret network and shade protocol align in their vision and and how shade, when, what aspect of the shade protocol is working on as well that would be great
2: yeah sure i'll start with a super high level description of uh what shade protocol is and then i'll kind of touch on what secret network is for anyone who's not familiar so shade Protocol is an interconnected suite of DeFi applications that is built on top of Secret Network. Um, so some of these applications you might already be aware of, you might have heard some of the uh, announcements that we've been making over the past weeks. Some of the big ones that we've got right now are ShadeSwap, Silk, and Shade Lend. But the suite, of, the suite of interconnected applications is much wider than just that. Um, Shade Protocol, Originally launched their airdrop last not this previous February but February of 2022, and since then we've launched a liquid staking derivative for uh, the Secret token SCRt. It's currently the largest liquid staking derivative for Secret in the Cosmos. We've launched Shade Bonds, which is a DeFi instrument that allows users to acquire shade or any sort of protocol-owned assets uh, with no price impact, uh, which is really nice. Um, the protocol initially was able to use these instruments to start gathering up protocol-owned liquidity to eventually be used on Shade Swap, And I believe our first bonds went live last summer. Um, and then the next part of this piece was uh, building out the generalized IVC bridge or that we refer to as the Shade bridge. Um, and that is meant to help facilitate a really easy onboarding process for any users who are looking to participate in private DeFi. Um, and then after the bridge, the next set of applications that launched uh, in tandem were Shade Swap, Shade Lend, and Silk. So currently, all those applications make up this Interconnected ecosystem of DeFi applications that we call Shade Protocol, and so I'll touch on briefly what Secret Network is uh, for for anybody who is not super aware. Um, Secret Network is a private by default smart contract platform. It's a layer one blockchain built in the Cosmos that is IBC compatible. Um, and similar to how Cosmosm-enabled uh, blockchains utilize a CW20 token specification, Secret Network uses a token specification called SNP20s. And the main difference between a CW20 and a SNP20 is that CW... Or, sorry, SNP20s are a private fungible token specification. Um, and so the the main... I wouldn't say the only value proposition, but the main value proposition for Secret Network is that Secret utilizes secret smart contracts, which are private by default. So that means all your input, your the state and output of these smart contracts is private by default. Um, I'll stop here if anyone has any questions about, just, or if you, Siddharth, have any questions about uh, what Secret Network is or some of the details around SNP-20s. Um, uh, just to add one small little uh, extra part, SNP-20s, they basically offer uh, the ability to do private transactions, private smart contract interactions. They're fully IBC interoperable, um, and they offer auditable privacy through the use of something called viewing keys and query permits.
1: Awesome, thanks for that overview. I think, uh, you know, definitely touched on a lot of aspects that we'll be getting into in this uh, conversation as well. So um, I think we'd love to start off with, you know, the existing suite of products and shade protocol itself. You know, there's uh, so many things that you guys have built out. Um, So maybe since we all, uh, since you kind of, uh, you know, already spoke about what these components are, at a high level, you could talk about how, you know, things like ShadeSwap or Shade Lend, uh, uh, you know, link with each other and especially Silk stablecoin itself, because I think um, in, in Cosmos now, you know, it's been stablecoin season for some time. So would love to uh, have a high level, uh, you know, intro of Silk as a stablecoin itself, and then what role it plays in each of these, uh, you know, other products that we currently see live on, on uh, Shade Protocol.
2: Yeah, so the, um, you know, when we think about the, the core components of Shade Procon, how they kind of act and interact with each other to provide this, semi, this seamless DeFi experience that we're really trying to create. This, <clears throat> this seamless DeFi experience is kind of a twofold experience. In one sense, it is the seamless experience is due to the synergistic effect that all of these DApps have with each other you know they're all able to feed off each other um and prioritize the usage and adoption of both shade and silk in these applications um you know the other aspect of this seamless DeFi experience is that we have all of these d apps all of these incredibly powerful applications and tokens like silk all available in one place easily accessible um and also you know part of this seamless seamless DeFi experience is making that user experience in private DeFi as simple as possible to understand. And I'll just say that the Shade Protocol, um, you know, the front end team for the Shade Protocol uh, core development has put in an insane amount of work to be able to get all of the applications to a point where they're as almost as easy to interact with as a public by default application there are always going to be some aspects of the um of these private by default applications that are a little bit different than let's say a public by default application and that's purely because of the privacy preserving properties but the goal with shade is to try and abstract as much of the requirements to get to that privacy preserving uh to get to those privacy-preserving properties and make it feel just as easy as intuitive as a traditional public-by-default application. Um, so you were asking about, uh, you wanted me to kind of go a little bit into details around Silk. Am I am I correct in that, Sador? Yeah,
1: so I, I, the way I kind of wanted to go through the flow was like, Understand Silk as a stablecoin first, you know, how it works, just the mechanism or how someone as a user can mint it and use it. And then as we get into kind of exploring the uses of Silk as a stablecoin, we can talk about, you know, products like ShadeSwap and ShadeLend, you know, how users can currently start using Silk across these products. And just that I was kind of imagining was a flow to understand. But I think if, uh, you know, Silk is a great starting point in that regard.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um So, Silk currently is an over-collateralized stablecoin, uh, CDP stablecoin. If someone wanted to mint it, uh, they chose, they would just need to visit app.shadeprocall.io slash borrow and visit the, uh, basically going to the Shade lend application, and all they would need to do is collateralize any of the currently accepted assets for minting Silk. And there are currently five assets that users can collateralize to mint silk, three of which are liquid staking derivatives. So users can collateralize stake secret, which is Shape Protocol's own liquid staking derivative for secret. You could collateralize ST-OSMO, ST-ATOM, and then users can also collateralize USDC and USDT. So in order to mint silk, you'd have to collateralize these assets and borrow silk against this. And you know it's important for anyone who is interacting with any borrowing and lending protocol, any stablecoin, to understand the risks associated with these. And so, before you know, I, even I do this, I I feel like I'm a little bit, you um, know, when it comes to reading legal contracts and reading disclaimers and stuff. But I highly recommend everyone check out um, the Shade Protocol docs to read more about stability mechanisms the risks and fees associated with lend and stable coins just so that you're more you're a more educated defi user before you go and interact with these applications um, but yeah so silk is this kind of i don't know I, the way i view it is kind of like this fourth generation stable coin because it diverges from what we've seen with traditional stable coins um, in the past. So because Silk is was launched and is built on secret network, it is private by default. Silk is a SNP25 token. So it inherits all the privacy preserving properties of secret smart contracts. So any interactions, Uh, of silk with any other smart contract or interactions with the silk token itself are private by default and this has a lot of beneficial properties for not only usage in DeFi but just holding as this global volatility hedge that we are expecting silk to perform as Um, so silk is a private by default reflexive stablecoin that is currently pegged to a basket of currencies and commodities. The silk currency basket, and this is a really important distinction, the silk currency basket being what it is, this sort of index of currencies and commodities, allows silk to not be pegged to a single sovereign currency, and that's beneficial for a few different reasons. And we can kind of we can dig more into some of this uh, later, but um, but by being pegged to a basket of currencies and commodities, Silk is able to provide this global volatility hedging for different reserve currencies in the world. And through the inclusion of commodities in this basket, we're able to also provide, I wouldn't say speculation is the right word, uh, provide a little bit of extra, um, I guess, hedging power when it comes to uh, the performance or lack of performance for currencies. So, you know, generally as uh, sovereign currencies underperform, we see commodities um, slightly outperform. Within the silk currency basket we have six different assets, four of those are currencies, two of those are commodities. The commodities that are included in the basket are gold and bitcoin, and the four currencies that are currently included in the silk currency basket are the US dollar, the Canadian dollar, the euro, and the Japanese yen. And when we originally set out to build the silk currency basket in, you know, the most robust possible fashion the silk currency basket initially included I, I believe like 20 different currencies um and as we got closer to actually launching this on mainnet and looking at what sort of price feeds we actually had available for these currencies to be able to you know maintain a really good um to be able to track the peg really well we realized that we didn't have the support for some of the assets that we originally wanted to include. So we had to slim down uh the silk peg, but it still outperforms the USD and uh and the benchmarks that we created for all of our back testing. So it's actually really cool to uh for anyone who's curious, you know, about this uh the silk currency basket, I suggest you go to app.shapeprotocol.io backslash silk. And you can currently see how the silk peg is tracking in real time. Um, and then you can also see the basket composition below that. But it's really cool to actually watch this, this peg in action, um, specifically looking at, you know, if anyone was looking at the markets recently, you saw Bitcoin have this flash crash, go up to 30,000 to have this flash crash. We can kind of see the impact of that flash crash on Bitcoin and how well the peg still holds up, even with, you know, that was, I want to say it was close to like a 10% uh, drawdown in a really short amount of time and seeing the peg still hold incredibly, uh, it hold its value incredibly well. Um, so I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I might've gotten off track here. So if there's a, if we want to tie this into shade swap uh, after this we totally can or if there's anything you want me to go over in relation to what i just said let me know
1: no i think uh, that was definitely very comprehensive and and great to understand the context as well of you know how silk um, is pegged uh, because that's that's i think one of the questions that a lot of people would be used to considering that most of the stable coins they're used to dealing with uh, are you know the standard us dollar pegged stable coins but uh, the the approach and and the philosophy of behind it i think definitely uh, was one of the first things I, I also learned about Shade when I spoke to Carter. So, uh, you know, that that's something that's definitely interesting. Uh, but to, to also kind of have an overview of, uh, you know, how everything is in the Shade uh, ecosystem of products, maybe we can now understand uh, or start to look at, you know, Shade Swap, which is uh, what's currently uh, also very exciting to talk about because there's been a lot of interesting announcements about uh, Shade Swap recently. Uh, you know, congratulations, especially on the launch, you guys. So would love to uh, have a chance to talk about Shade Swap and and Shade Lend as well, and also Shade Bridge because that's uh, a whole suite of products that currently uh, are in the Shade protocol ecosystem.
2: Sure, yeah, I'll start off with uh, Shade Swap. Man, I remember mentioning uh, when I last got to meet you and speak with you in Decentral. I remember the announcement video for ShadeSwap coming out um, at one of the after parties that we had and it feels like it was just yesterday. Um, <laughs> so for I know for the team, this is a a surreal moment because this has been in the plans for you know almost a year uh, being built. And so it's incredibly exciting to one, see it be launched, but also see the traction that we've seen thus far. So I'll give a little bit of a background on what Shadeswap is. Shadeswap is this hybrid privacy preserving DEX. So it utilizes two different curves for its decks. We utilize a traditional constant product market maker uh, model, which is what you would see, like if you were to go to Osmosis and try and swap Osmo to Atom, that trade is gonna be utilizing a constant product market maker curve or model. Um, the, other, um, the other curve that we utilize is an asymmetric concentrated liquidity curve. And this is an important uh, piece right here because this sort of curve has never been built in DeFi before. We've never seen it implemented uh, in DeFi. The, I believe the original inspiration for the asymmetric concentrated liquidity curve was um, Curve V2. And um, we initially took that and really uh, the initial focus was to try and provide this really really powerful and efficient trading experience for silk and other stable coins while giving silk a little bit more pre- or a little bit more protection let's say um having a little bit more liquidity concentrated towards silk but we realized that there was an even more powerful use case for this asymmetric concentrated liquidity and I'll, I'll quickly detail what what this basically is so Traditional concentrated liquidity effectively allows, um, you know, a curve to concentrate liquidity within this very ideal trading range. So this is most applicable for stable coins. So imagine if you're trying to trade one one dollar stable coin for another dollar stable coin. Ideally, all the liquidity is, you know, right around that one dollar mark. Maybe a few cents below. Maybe a few cents above just to account for some general changes in price due to uh, supply and demand, and then potentially a little bit of uh, extra buffer for a small DPEG. But really, you're you're trying to concentrate liquidity around this very tight range. And that works really well for stablecoins that are pegged to the same thing, um, which – Right now, we see in DeFi, most stable coins are pegged at the US dollar. So traditional concentrated liquidity is really great for facilitating uh, capital efficient trades between stable coins. But asymmetric concentrated liquidity allows us to concentrate liquidity more granularly than traditional concentrated liquidity. So traditionally, you would concentrate equally below and above this ideal trading point. but with asymmetric concentrated liquidity, we can choose to concentrate it more slightly below this ideal trading point than above. And this is mostly, it could could also be vice versa, but the, the first scenario that I described is most applicable for the swapping of liquid staking derivatives and their underlying layer one assets. And the reason this is the case is because liquid staking derivatives almost never trade above their redemption and minting rate. And the reason this is is because for we can take stake secret as an example, just because that's the one I know off the top of my head. Uh, one stake secret is approximately worth 1.3 secret. If you were to unbond it, the secret and underlying rewards that you would claim is is about 30 percent more than the value of uh, or sorry you would get about 30% more secret than the stake secret that you originally were holding as this liquid staking derivative. If the liquid staking derivative was trading above its minting rate, someone could easily choose to stake their secret, mint out this um, this liquid staking derivative, and then immediately sell it on the open market for a profit. So because of that, generally liquid staking derivatives don't trade above their minting and redemption rate. They generally trade a percent or so below that rate. And so with the asymmetric concentrated liquidity, we're able to concentrate liquidity that would be um, concentrated above that minting and redemption rate. And now we're able to concentrate that more below the minting rate. So it provides an even more ideal trading range um, and trading experience for users trying to swap liquid staking derivatives and their underlying layer ones. And so while shade protocol, or sorry, shade swap is extremely efficient for swapping stable coins, including silk to other stable coins like CMST, USDT, USDC. The real power use case is the facilitation of swaps of liquid-staking derivatives and their underlying layer one. Um and for anyone that just wants to really see the power of this, I highly suggest you going and looking at um just simulating a swap between, you know, Atom and ST Atom or Secret and Stake Secret, and then comparing that to the likes of um any of the traditional constant product market maker uh DEXs that you see out there. Osmosis is the easiest one, just because it's the biggest DEX in Cosmos right now. But highly suggest you guys comparing the swaps uh for some of these liquid staking derivatives and their underlying underlying layer one assets and just when you see the when you see the swap efficiency especially relative to the amount of locked liquidity in these pools it's it's pretty insane uh to see and this is something that as someone who came from the community, into working with the protocol. It, 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 it does feel surreal to see this out in the wild because for so long we wanted to be able to talk about this, but the value just isn't driven home as well if you can't see it. So being able to see this in action um, is, is so cool for us on the protocol side, but also for users who have been following Shade Protocol since it's inception basically and seeing these things finally live
1: absolutely and i've seen that myself it's uh, you know definitely amazing work that you guys have done and uh, you know especially in the role that it plays in terms of for assets like liquid staked assets and their underlying layer ones for stable coins i think it's a it's a great, great utility for you know all all users to have and ultimately utilize so uh not, not, yeah.
2: And it's yep. And it's also uh it's kind of a beautiful thing because both liquid staking derivatives and stable coins are not zero sum games. Um and I've said this a few other places because oftentimes, you know, users or community members might think that, you know, they they want their token or their application to be um or their asset to be the Dominant or the only asset that's you know potentially going up or getting adoption and you know from from a DeFi user's perspective, uh, trying to be objective here, it is beneficial for ecosystems that have multiple decentralized stablecoins. It's beneficial for there to be multiple decentralized liquid staking providers for a few different reasons. One, it provides a nice healthy balance. I don't think anyone would suggest that we have only one liquid staking provider for Atom. You know, that would not only I would say get boring because things are really starting to heat up. But um you know it by having multiple stablecoin and liquid staking derivative providers, users have greater access to arbitrage opportunities. Users have um, greater access to financial opportunities through the different applications that support these various stable coins and liquid staking derivatives. So it actually creates a in my opinion, it creates a more vibrant DeFi ecosystem when you have all these different providers. Um, especially if they're utilizing different mechanisms, different collateral, you've got different designs. Um, so I just wanted to add that in because ShadeSwap, you know, we're not we we are not only looking to provide liquid staking derivatives uh, or a place to trade liquid staking derivatives for one, one provider. We're looking to support multiple liquid staking derivative providers. We're looking to support multiple decentralized stable coins. Um, and we've seen that. you know, CMST is available on ShadeSwap. We've seen IST is now available on ShadeSwap. Swap. <clears throat> And there are a few others that, um, that we're looking to potentially uh, bring over as well. But, yeah, it's a, I, really, I really enjoy the collaborative effort that I've seen, not only from the protocol side, but the partners that Shade Protocol has had. Um, it's, it's been incredibly encouraging to actually see this partnership, these partnerships flourish especially within the cosmos, which is supposed to be known for, you know, through IBC, we all have this ability to kind of interact and support each other. And oftentimes people kind of can, unfortunately, when be, when becoming complacent, you can end up creating silos. And it's been just really cool to see those silos be broken down and and shade protocol working with all of its different partners to help facilitate and promote the adoption of um, our partners assets and our applications.
1: A hundred percent agreed there, you know, in terms of uh, when you talk about having a diversity of DeFi protocols, having a diversity of DeFi stable coins, having a diversity of liquid staking providers, it it, it helps, especially for the health of the ecosystem as a whole. So. Fully aligned there, and, and do agree, uh, you know, with the work that you guys have done in terms of integrating across so many different assets. It is definitely beneficial because even thinking of it from the stand of from the standpoint of you know CMSC itself, uh, a huge part of how CMSC maintains its peg is through arbitrage ultimately, and by having multiple opportunities, multiple avenues to trade and and access that arbitrage is ultimately what's uh, going to play an important role in maintaining uh, you know peg for any kind of pegged asset, which is stable coins and, and liquid staking derivatives as well. So fully, <clears throat> fully agree with what you said there. And and I think that is a great way to kind of wrap up uh, or, or to kind of wrap around, uh, you know, what what role it plays from the standpoint of uh, DeFi itself in the, in the ecosystem as a whole. So, um, you know, wanted to also kind of shift gears and talk a bit about shade uh, as a token itself, the SHD tokens, uh, you know, could you give us a quick high level understanding of what role the token plays in the ecosystem right now and uh, you know you know what uh, ultimately is um, is the possibilities for you know people who hold the token what can they do uh, you, so just to kind of understand the shade token and its kind of value mechanisms itself
2: Yeah, I can definitely do that. So shade is the native governance token for shade protocol. <clears throat> Currently governance is not live so right now, Um, The shade token does not technically have these governance properties, but that is the goal. Um, Currently, currently what shade, the shade token effectively represents is um, a claim to how the revenue streams for the protocol are directed. You know, I can't, I can't necessarily say that the 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 token holders are going to be able to, um, you know, directly reap all of the all of the revenue that comes from the protocol. But an important piece of governance, especially with um, with a multi-application protocol like Shade Protocol, is being able to govern and have a say in how the protocol handles these revenue streams. So I'll just quickly note some of the more substantial revenue streams that are currently in play. Um, and this is not to say that these revenue streams are by any means at the maturity level that we want them to be. I mean, some of these <laughs> some of these fee streams literally began uh, two weeks ago. And so, um, but currently with uh, Shade Lend, We've got Shade Lend interest fees, we've got Shade Lend borrow fees, Shade Lend liquidation fees. Um, all of those are revenue streams back to the Dow. And I do want to point out right now that currently interest fees and borrow fees for silk are set to zero as an introductory rate. So anyone who wants to mint out silk um, you know, against any collateral that they deposit they will experience zero interest, zero borrowing fees for any of the loans that they take out. Um, and I, I believe initially we were looking to do that for a two-week period, but I think we're going to be extending that a little bit further just to help facilitate some of this initial Silk adoption. Um, but for Shade Swap, we've got Shade Swap trading fees, and so those are trading fees on all the different pools. Um, I believe Constant Product Market Maker. Pools charge a 0.3% swap fee. Our um, our stable swap pools, derivative pools, charge a 0.05% swap fee. Um, and so we've got those swap fees uh, being accumulated. We've got because we have our own liquid staking derivative for Secret. We also have stake Secret minting fees, stake Secret withdraw fees. Um, and then any rewards that are being collected from, uh, any staking rewards being collected by this liquid staking derivative for, um, for stake secret that the protocol owns. Um, and that kind of connects to, uh, we've also got protocol owned liquidity. Um, so with protocol owned liquidity, we've got a few different, um, you know, revenue streams there. one, the protocol is able to earn rewards, uh, any external or internal incentives associated with these pools. They also earn the swap fees that are associated with that. And if the assets that the protocol is LPing are liquid staking derivatives, then the protocol is also earning the staking rewards that, um, that are passively accruing for these liquid staking derivatives. We've also got revenue that comes from the usage of shade bonds. Um, so if the protocol decides to issue any shade bonds or issue any bonds for protocol owned assets, there's revenue that the protocol earns from those as well. Um, there's protocol owned arbitrage um, yeah these so these are the main fee streams right now um, and I wish I had a number. For you right now, about like how many, how much in fees we've collected over these first two weeks since uh, Shade Swap has been live, and Silk has only been live for about a week. Um, but we've seen some incredible growth in Silk, um, in Silk circulating supply. We've seen some incredible growth in Shade Swaps TVL and volume, and so we can infer approximately the fees that are being generated right now, and it's um, it's gonna only continue to grow from here. So to, to kind of wrap up my statement, the SHADE token effectively is um, is a claim on how these revenue streams are gonna be used in the future, um, as well as governance for any other things that um, could be pro- uh, governed by the protocol. And I guess I could potentially even tie this into, um, you know, I mentioned earlier Silk is this reflexive stablecoin. And when I say reflexive, I mean Silk has the ability to adapt to changing um, macroeconomic conditions. And the way it can do that is through governance. And so one of the branches of uh, shade governance is going to be exclusively focused on researching and maintaining stability of the silk currency basket which silk is pegged to um, over time so that that's going to be one of the key um, key branches of shade protocol governance is focusing on the silk peg Um, and through governance assets can be added to the silk currency basket assets can be removed from the silk currency basket weightings and percentages can change so if if for whatever reason we see that the U.S. dollar performance um, has been steadily going down, and we want to reduce the peg exposure to USD, we can simply, uh, through governance, we can vote to change the weighting of the of the USD within the Silk currency basket and move it towards something else. Like if we think a different commodity is going to be better uh, to help preserve that purchasing power, or if we think. You know, a currency that's a little bit more tied to commodities um, would be better uh, than than USD at this time. We can governance can choose to do that, um, and by governance, I effectively mean um, shade token holders uh, can vote on these things.
1: Awesome, awesome! That I think that's a great overview uh, overall of you know the role the SH the shade token SHD plays in the ecosystem. Uh, so you know, usually uh, around this time of the spaces is when I you know uh, allow you guys to kind of talk a bit about where someone can go if they want to kind of immediately find some some information or started to start to use the apps. Uh, you you mentioned a few links along the way, but you know if you had to kind of uh, just give a quick run through of everywhere where people can find out more about Shade Protocol and you know get start using the apps and get involved, that would be a great uh, great way to wrap this part of the spaces
2: as well. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you for that opportunity. Um, So if anyone wanted to immediately go play around with the applications, simply visit app.shadeprotocol.io and you will immediately be able to find all of the applications within Shade Protocol's interconnected suite, of DeFi apps, all within that same page. Um, that That is a huge part of the user experience and user interface that we're trying to focus on. We We don't want people to have to continually travel to multiple different pages, um, be able to keep track of different positions on multiple applications. So having everything within this one application interface is incredibly powerful uh, from our perspective. If someone were to want to learn more about our applications or anything about the protocol in general, I would highly suggest you check out the documentation for Shade Protocol. Um, The easiest way to find a lot of these things are probably just going to be going to Shade's landing page. So if you go to, instead of app.shadeprotocol.io, just go to shadeprotocol.io. That's the landing page for Shade. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see a link for documentation, and that'll take you to the protocol docs. we have documentation for all of our applications in there, and includes risks, fees, details about how these applications actually work, um, links to any further documentation. So, anyone that enjoys reading and kind of deep diving into protocol details, the protocol docs are going to be your best friend for this. Um, as far as other learning, um, as far as other learning resources. Shade Protocol's YouTube is going to be a phenomenal place to learn how to do a lot of the things that you'll be able to do within Shade Protocol's ecosystem of apps. Um, we've been producing a bunch of different tutorials related to Shade Swap, Shade Lend, and Silk. We've included some different strategy videos. We've included, you know, how to earn external incentives uh, from our partners. How to be able to. Um, And the newest one that we actually just put out related to Secret Surge, which is this liquidity campaign that the secret networking community, the secret network community and secret labs are supporting Um, one of those incentive tokens that users can earn on Shadeswap is called VSecret, which just stands for vested secret. Um, that can be redeemed at a one-to-one ratio for stake secret, Shade Protocol's liquid staking derivative for secret. Um, we've got tutorials out for that, how to earn and redeem those uh, those incentives. And so the YouTube, Shade Protocol's YouTube is going to be a phenomenal resource for anyone who wants to see how these applications actually look like or what it looks like when you actually interact with some of these applications. Um, and then other than that, I would suggest if you want to get active in our community, join our Discord um, and follow us on Twitter. You can find both the Discord link and Twitter links from the Shade landing page as well. So shadeprotocol.io. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can find all of our social links there. You can also um, you can also go to the Shade Protocol account on Twitter. We've got our Discord link there linked to the application page. Um, so there's plenty of places for you to find our socials and join our community.
1: Awesome! Thanks a lot for that. Um, you know, it's been great to have you uh, here, and and definitely very great to learn about Shade Protocol and everything that's being built. Uh, you, I think we're a little over time, so we'll just take a couple of minutes at this point to you know just open up for anyone who has questions, uh, anyone who's listening can request to speak. Or you could have your questions dropped as tweets underneath the spaces, and we'll try to have them uh, read out. Uh, but you know, for, uh, would would like to take this time to also thank uh, thank you for joining us today, Red-Eyed Bear. It was a pleasure to speak with you, and especially learn about uh, you know all the great exciting work that's been put in by the Shade Protocol team and uh, seeing it come to fruition recently. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, you know synergies to continue working on together, and and I do look forward to that. Um, uh, Because, uh, you know, for for as long as I've known about Shade, I've had a lot of interesting things in mind in terms of, uh, you know, how they kind of both play synergistically with Comdex and and, uh, Shade's ecosystem of products. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was great having you here and uh, we'll just hang around and take a minute or two to see if there's any questions and if not, we can definitely wrap for today.
2: Yeah, and I just um want to add one more thing for anyone who's interested in learning a bit more about Shade. This Friday, Shade is going to be hosting another dev round table which the protocol is going to be for providing updates for basically this past month. So this is going to be a really really interesting dev round panel to be listening into. The last one was before we launched Shade Swap, Silk, Shade Lend, and so this Dev Roundtable is going to provide a really, really nice recap into um, what, what those launches were like, what growth we've seen thus far, what, what users have to look forward to for enhancements for these applications, and then also, you know, what additional sort of applications and support users can look forward to in the near and medium future. I don't want to give too many things away because I really do want people to come to this Dev Roundtable. Um and hear it from someone else other than me first. Um, but there's gonna be some really cool stuff coming out on the horizon. Um the team at Shade has done a really good job at trying to provide mutually beneficial partnerships for anyone that we're looking to partner with. And so there is going to be some really interesting expansion of collateral vaults, expansion of pools and assets that are supported and available on Shade Swap. We're going to see further improvements to the Shade IBC bridge. Um, yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of really, really interesting stuff that's coming up um, that I unfortunately do not have the uh, authority to give alpha on. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Surely look forward to hearing about that. Then uh, in the meantime, I can see we have a question from black hog down. So uh, please go ahead and ask your question.
2: Yeah. Thanks guys.
4: Um, yeah, first of all, great job done. Um, I've been using the platform from day one. Really love that. <clears throat> Just have a question around the state secret, um, liquid taking derivative. Um, I really like the documentation you have on the site, uh, really explains um, how the system works. Um, Would be cool if we could go into um, what would be the advantage of um, minting State Secret versus just buying it on the open market. And that's something which I have not really managed to get out of the documentation. Um, Why would you incur this 21 day unlocking period if you can just purchase State Secret?
2: yeah that's a that's a great question. I think you really you're getting at what the um what the main consideration is when looking at whether or not you want to mint it or buy it. Um, so generally, it is cheaper to buy a liquid staking derivative than mint it um and the easiest way to see whether or not it would be cheaper to buy versus mint is purely. If you wanted to – if you had secret secret or secret and you're wondering whether or not I would – it's a better value for me to mint or trade, I would simply simulate a swap from secret secret to stake secret, see how many stake secret you'll get, and then do the same thing for – the minting page, or if you go to the derivatives page on shade pro, or app.shadeprotocol.io and see how many staked, staked secret you could mint out for that same amount of secret. Most of the time, it's cheaper to buy this liquid staking derivative on the market. Because like I said earlier, staking derivatives usually trade slightly below what their minting and redemption rate is. So unless you're making a really, really big swap, it is going to be most of the time cheaper for you to swap for it. You know where it would be more advantageous is if you were trying to. Uh, let me think. Let me see what the current TVL is for secret, secret, stake, secret. I mean, if you were trying to, you know, potentially swap two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand secret, secret into stake, secret. It's probably going to be more advantageous for you to mint it just because of the price impact for that swap. For much smaller swaps, though, just swapping for the staking derivative is generally going to be cheaper than minting it out. So hopefully that provided some uh, some helpful information there.
4: Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And maybe just a follow up question. <clears throat> if I understand the systematic correct the exchange rate between secret and staked secret will keep increasing at the same rate of the current staking yield. So currently sitting at a 1.29, this will continue just to go up in a linear
2: fashion. Is that correct? Yep, yep, that is correct. As long as there's, you know, if there are changes to the staking APR, then, you know, we would see changes to the redemption rate um but yes assuming that staking apr doesn't change and assuming that there are no there's no downtime or jailing with any of the validators including in, included in the validator set for stake secret then yes that that redemption rate would literally linearly continue to increase Thank Thank and i only added that I only added that bit about the validators um, at the end just because there are currently 20 validators in the stake secret validator set. And so you can imagine a scenario, let's just imagine 10 of those 20 validators uh, go down and they're no longer producing um, or they're no longer collecting inflation, so to speak, then that's going to impact the amount of secret staking rewards that are accumulating relative to the stake secret um in circulation so that's why i added the caveat as long as the validators aren't down that are included in the set and as long as the staking apr doesn't change then yeah that that increase in redemption rate would be linear thank you
1: awesome thanks for your question and thanks for the answer i um, perfect. I haven't seen any other questions come up in the meantime, and and uh, I know we've run a bit over time, so I think we can surely wrap the spaces up now. Thank you so much for joining, and and you know I definitely look forward to probably having another space again at some point in the future where we can talk a bit more about updates um, from both our ends, and then you know share a bit more about further collaborations that are uh, possible as well. So thank you so much for joining uh, everyone who was listening today, and look uh, forward to catching up with you
2: guys again. Uh, in the next few years. Yeah, thank you so much for having Shade Protocol here and thank you for allowing me to speak on behalf of the protocol. This has been a great conversation. Um, The Comdex community is incredibly active. Um, I'd say, you know, looking at at the different projects that are currently building in the cosmos, looking at their relative size and the, the activity in their community, Comdex community is incredibly active. And the team behind Comdex has been incredibly active and trying to be as transparent as possible with their community, which is something that I hope other protocols and application chains strive for. Um, We need continually better communication and transparency with uh, the community members who are looking to be a part of your community and utilize your DeFi app. So just want to say thank you. And um, yeah, keep doing what you guys are doing. Thank you, and thanks for joining. Have a great one.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Comdex Weekly Spaces with Shade Protocol. Recorded on Thursday, April 27th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. if you want to keep listening... And you're not part of the Terra community Then head on over to TerraSpaces.org donate And show some support now When we blow through the dust Volcanoes erupt No one ever guessed That the game would be tough Keep the hands off When the play is a bust Playing old and just So we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third eye open wide Checking out the scene Laser beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat Of the people they approach. Tell me what happened Happens when the land fights back, with the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envisioning the middlemen. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next a bu- 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 billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next b 1000000000 Vision in the middle, men. Listen to the fiddle, man. Play a little ditty then. Talk about how, while the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next. B-b-b-billion bu- 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 Talk about how, while the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next. Bububububillion. spaces me spaces.